Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sub. With me, as always, is my man, Emery Ogletree II. What up, sir? My brother, what's good? Happy New Year 2022. We're going to make it do what it do. Exactly. Let's jump in. All right, let's let's start. Um, tomorrow is going to be the debut, unless there's any hidden hiccups that, you know, come up in the next 24 hours. It's the debut of Clay Thompson coming into this NBA season. What do you expect to see with Clay um, in his game? And what are your expectations for the Warriors coming up? I'll be honest. I have no huge expectations for Clay tomorrow. My biggest thing right now, based off of what happened to Clay these last two years, just be healthy. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. You know, I mean, I'm specifically going in tomorrow. I just want to see him get out there. It'd be nice to see him knock a couple down, you know, to see him move around. But like I said, I just want him to be healthy. You know, I think as, you know, let's just play, you know, hypotheticals here, right? <clears throat> Should there be no injury? I believe that Clay will eventually find his rhythm. I mean, I'm not expecting him just to come out and knock down, you know, 23s after being out as long as he has been, especially in game time situations. But like, I think he'll find, you know, just slowly find his rhythm. Like I said, knock a couple down. And like I said, I mean, between now and like I said, by the time we get to the playoffs, because obviously the Warriors will be in the playoffs. I think by playoff time, you know, Clay being the kind of player that he is, and like I said, I'm just not, you know, thinking of the injuries right now. He's just only going to make the Warriors even better. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, that's just going to be it. I mean, because right now we've been seeing Steph struggling. I mean, that's because it's easier to focus on them more because, again, you know, he doesn't have his other splash brother. I mean, at the end of the day, Steph is going to be Steph. You know, and, I, and it's like I told people, like, you know, some people trying to, you know, bag on Steph because he hasn't been stroking lately. I was like, but, I mean, he's playing these other professionals too. I mean, they, they do come up with strategies. Like, they know what this man does. Yeah. And so they're going to double. They're going to triple team. Like, we're not going to just keep letting you hit threes. Yep. So I now he has left, rather have Jordan Poole shoot than Steph Curry. <laughs> exactly. But now he has his you know, right-hand man coming back and Clay. Like I said, I just want to see Clay knock a couple down. Like I said, if he exceeds my expectations, because I said my bar is low right now. But if he goes in there and he starts knocking them down like he never left, man, look, going to find ourselves in that old position. Like, okay, what you going to do? <laughs> Are you going to double him? Because I'm going to get the ball right there. <laughs> so I pick your poison. Yeah. Um, my expectations are similar to yours. I have none. I really, the only person that I've seen ever come back from an Achilles tear, like nothing happened, was Kevin Durant. It has affected everybody else. Had um, DeMarcus Cousins, even Kobe wasn't the same person after he tore his Achilles. He was a different dude. That was more um, attributed to age, though. But yeah, yeah, it was age and the, I would say age and the Achilles, but oh, yeah. I, and then, and then you, Talk about me, he's coming off of an ACL um, as well. We don't know what we're going to get. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, yes, he's been practicing with the team, but practice and actually game time is two yeah, different things. Exactly. I just want to see him just, you know, continue to be healthy and just contribute. I mean, because we don't know if we're getting all-star Clay Thompson back. Exactly. We're just getting a dude. And then he has to kind of mesh. He, ha- he has to kind of fit in with what they got going on this year right now. Right now, yeah. they top two team in the West. And he has to kind of integrate in with what this version of the Warriors are, because this is a totally different team than the last time he played. There's no Kevin Durant on this roster. You know what I mean? This is a different Warriors team than what it was. I forget what his name is. Wiseman should be coming back soon. This is a different squad. So he has to kind of fit in with this team and we'll see what we get. 
But see, but I don't think it'll be hard. Like I say again, I, I just think it's again about one of those things. And you no, know, thank God I've never had one of those situations with myself where I had a injury that kept me out that long. I mean, I hurt my finger, and the worst I was out, I think I was like maybe a week and a half, top two weeks, and I and I chose to come back because my team started losing. But I understand what you're saying in terms of like trying to find his place to fit in. I think the fact of the matter is like this is still Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I think with that being said, on his side, you know, it, it goes both ways. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't necessarily want to rock the boat, but I am still who I am. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I think it's the mindset of Clay. Like, you know, you still want to find, you know, your spot because the fact of the matter was before he went down, you can argue that Clay was, you no know, number two behind Steph. I said, like, I mean, because I never undervalue uh, Dray- Draymond Green, what he brings to the table. But either way, I said, like we were saying, the health being the most part, just moving around, seeing how it is. I'm not sure how much he's going to be in his own head in terms of like jumping up and down the bane, the physical. Cause I mean, I just know uh, from what I've seen with other guys that I've played with and just in general, like it could be that one motion. And like I said, maybe it might feel like a certain way. And all of a sudden it also in your head, like, Oh no, it's about to happen again. You know, I, I just don't want that to be for, I just want, I just hope he goes out there and tries not to even think about the injury, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> because like I said I feel if Clay finds his rhythm, he'll be he'll he'll fit right in with this team. Because I mean, even though I'm not a Golden State fan, I respect the way they've been playing. And the few games I have watched them play, their ball movement is incredible. It is. I mean, the, the way they move the ball. I mean, they made Andrew Wiggins look like a low key all star. I mean, Andrew Wiggins has found his place with Golden State. I mean, before he got to Golden State, I would have told you that Andrew Wiggins was. Overhyped, no non, no competitive, all those things. But in Golden State, I'm like, yo, who's this dude? Like, this dude is balling right now. Yeah. I'm- this this year has really changed. Like, this is the best year of Andrew Wiggins' career. And I oh, think I it was, was Bomani who said it like a couple years ago. Andrew Wiggins is either the worst best player in the NBA or the best worst player in the NBA, depending on how you see him. Like, because he he never really lived up to the expectations, but I think being that Golden State is is all about Steph Curry, yeah, he's able to the, operate the, in the shadows. The and culture and the standard of Golden State. I mean, like I said, when, when you go to teams like Golden State, and that's why I, I say I feel that Clay won't struggle finding his place amongst them because he helped create the culture. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like these new faces can really challenge Clay. You know, it's just like, yo, I'm one of the foundations of what you're a part of right now. Like, she doesn't know, well, the three banners are up there here recently. I helped put them bad boys up there. So it's just like, it's not so much that you just, anything these new face can be like, challenge me about because I am who I am. Like, if your name's not Steph, Draymond, or Steve, or I'll even throw Andre in there because Andre's back. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, if you're not one of them, well, I said, you better come correctly and give me the respect I deserve. Because the bottom line is that I know what this culture is all about. When you come here, it's almost like going to the Spurs in a way. When you come here, there's an expectation of you. So, I mean, so I think for Andrew Wiggins, that's what he needed. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what he needed. I mean, because he went to a place now where it's just like, yo, we're going to hold you accountable. And that's one of the things I love about Draymond. I said, not even throwing Steph and Clay. It's just like, yo, <clears throat> excuse me. We know you can play. This is what we expect of you. Do your job. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, honestly, that's what Andrew Wiggins has been doing. 
And like I said, and if, and if Clay truly finds his rhythm, like I said, I, I'm going to get him to the playoffs. And I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not saying shortly after the All-Star break, by, by the playoffs, I want to see if Clay finally finds his rhythm. And even if he doesn't, if he doesn't even find it by the playoffs, if he just makes it through the rest of the season, I'm going to consider that a win. And then I'll, you know, I, I may just give him a pass and go into the next season. Like, okay, let's start fresh with a, you know, Clay Thompson, fresh start, full season, and really see what's going to go on. But yeah. I said, I, like I said, I, that's the biggest thing. You no know, prayers up, Clay, that again, man, like he just makes it through this. I, said, I just want him to make it through the rest of the season, be healthy, and just go from there, you know? Yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to be watching the game just to kind of see how he moves because we'll, he was one of the best two-way players in the NBA, and I think we'll really see defensively um, how he's going to look with all that lateral movement. But if, if, if he can give them anything, it can be defense, even if the shot takes a while to get in there because I understand it takes a while for a rhythm. He could still be a, a, a plus defender. Yeah, but us, I mean, I mean, but think about it. I mean, if we're talking about the clay before the injury, I mean, obviously he was one of the best defenders in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll say again, I said coming back from the injury that he had, I like I said, I'm just curious to see how he moves. Yeah, you know, I said, I mean, if, if he's just completely gone, you know, pardon the the, the reference, but if he's basically gotten you no know, dimension and just completely forgot, like screw it, I'm just here and we're just gonna just move and move and move. I right, great, I'd love to see that. But I mean, I, I'd be hard pressed to believe that bringing him back, like they're gonna throw him on the best defender that quick. No, no, you know? just to see, just because, and I don't even know who the two guard is on Cleveland at the moment with uh, what's his name? Well, it may be Garland, um, since they got your boy Rondo now running the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I'm looking forward to the game. But let's uh, jump on to our next topic. Uh, your boy. Antonio Brown. Name my boy. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Um, you guys may have seen him, uh, you know, leave mid-game uh, when the coach asked him to come in. And, you know, he said he wasn't healthy enough to come in. Um, and the coach, you know, tried to get him to come in again. And he decided, like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not healthy. And he went home. Um, what was your take on that whole situation? You know what? You can go first. I, 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 I'm going to wait. All right. So with me, there were – what I didn't appreciate was that the Tampa Bay lied when it first all came out. Um, that uh, they just said that, you know, he just was being insubordinate and left was what they pretty much tried to say um, after the game. And then it came out later that he was hurt. Um, And then he just decided that he wasn't healthy enough to come in, but their doctors had cleared him, but his doctor did not clear him. Um, And I believe every player should have their own doctor because the team doctors are looking out for the team. They ain't looking out for you. Um, What I do disagree with him just, you know, deciding I'm just going to roll out and just take off the jersey and leave like while there were players on the field like the game was still was still happening and him waving to the crowd and them him just cutting out and you know putting stuff on instagram while he was leaving did not agree with whatsoever and then him on the pod i forget what podcast he was on um just kind of talking about how tom brady's not his boy and how if he was his boy (laughs) 
he will be I mean, getting paid. You, like I mean, it's not you, but let me just let's just, just go ahead, man. I don't even want to interrupt. No, you. no, go ahead. Jump on in, man. Jump on in. No, nah, man. I mean, it's like here's the thing. I okay, Tampa Bay lied. Well, if you want to say they lied, the bottom line was this: he was asked to go back in the game. If you can't go, you can't go. Okay, fine. Your coach getting mad at you, so what? Just sit there, okay? I don't think it was you. Who was it? Um, my former teammate, Dukes, he tweeted back to me because I said something about it when I saw it on Twitter. And after all this went down, he talking about, like, this dude is lying because he started strutting off the field. And I was like, exactly. Like, what did all that BS prove? He took off his entire top, the pads, the jersey, the whole nine, doing jumping jacks, hyping up the – the home crowd, it wasn't even his crowd. Right. They were the visiting team. All that BS he did, all the way off the field, for what? Because you didn't want to go in, your coach got mad at you? I said, honestly, I don't care that much about the Bucks. I don't. I really don't. I'm looking at the actions of Antonio Brown, a dude who basically has caused his own misery. We can go back to Pittsburgh. That whole FaceTime thing he did when Mike Tomlin was talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, I think Mike Tomlin's the best coach in sports in general. I mean, but you can sit there and disrespect a man like Mike Tomlin, a man's man. I mean, I'm sorry. That just showed me that you know, this dude had the making of a bum. I have absolutely no respect for Antonio Brown at all. And what makes me even more upset is even beyond Antonio Brown, this is an example of another black athlete that is basically acting a damn fool. Yeah. For what? For what? I mean, sometimes you have to about I'm not saying that you're not gonna make mistakes. We're all human. We're all gonna we're all gonna mess up somewhere. But just like to do just like blatant stupid stuff. And you know what I mean by stuff. Yeah. What in the world? Are you proving by just acting like a jackass? And then we can go to this interview. Well, Tom Brady's not my friend. Didn't this man have you live in his house? With his his family? He basically got you another shot. Twice. He wants to sit there and judge, you know, Tom Brady, who would Tom Brady be without blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear none of that BS. I mean, honestly. Antonio Brown has no business playing football. And see, like I said, I'm not going to get in this whole mental health whatever. I, so, like I said, because it's, it's just such a sensitive topic for a lot of people that, you know, if I say something, somebody even, because honestly, I don't really care. I'm not worried about if Antonio Brown is suffering from mental health. But clearly, there's nothing to do with mental health <clears throat> if your track record shows that you're just a pretty much flat out diva. When you don't get what you want, you're just a jerk. Yeah. I have no sympathy for Antonio Brown. I'm sorry, some of these black athletes who just go out there and just do the dumbest of of things. I'm really trying to control my tongue. That jackass out here who played for the Raiders who killed that girl. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I just don't get it. I mean, because there's a stereotype 
that goes around about us as black men, especially as professional athletes, for just doing stupid stuff. And when I just saw that, I was like, dude, you are just like, you are a disgrace. And what makes it worse is if anything, the one thing I'll throw at Tom Brady is that is this. I saw his little you know, speech, you know, we should, you know, you know, send prayers up for Antonio Brown. I mean, it, it was all nice and well, Tom, but Tom Brady's an enabler. He's an enabler. That's the one thing I can't when I heard him talk about, you no. Know, I know he meant well <clears throat> when he's talking about Antonio Brown, but I was like, dude, you're an enabler. Because see, I'm one of those that feel like, you know what, sometimes when you create a situation that didn't have to be because you chose to do make certain decisions yourself, you deserve to fall on your ass. Yeah. You deserve to get burned. And that's exactly what Antonio Brown deserves. From Pittsburgh to Oakland to Tampa Bay. Think about it. This dude, all he had to do in Oakland was shut up for two days. Two. And he got paid what? It's almost $60 million? Yeah. And all you do is keep your mouth shut. Would you or I, who've never made $60 million in our lifetime, sit up here and be told, like, be quiet for two days, I'll give you $60 million. What else is there to talk about? Right. And like I said, you feel you listen to some of these other analysts on TV, and it's like, like they said, I mean, Antonio Brown wasn't like that when he was in the league, when he first got in the league. He was just trying to make his way, make his mark. But it's like, once he got that spotlight, it became a drug. It just, it just, it just changed everything. You know, it, it just, it reminded me a little bit of a former teammate, I've talked about him before. <laughs> it reminded me of a former teammate I had in Charleston. Dude was just one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. We came in together. He, myself, and a dude named Kaylin Smith. We were basically one of the top three recruits. And he, he was redshirted. I didn't. But eventually when time came, when he got his shot, and he basically became one of our best players on the team, it's like his whole mentality changed. We, got, we let him go. We let him go. He got suspended. He goes away. My coach calls me in the office, you know, tree, you know, should we bring him back? Da, 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 da. And I, I was like, and I did it. And they'll say, it just <laughs> looking back on it, I was, a, I was a damn fool to do what I did. But I did out of loyalty. It's like Tom Brady. It was more our loyalty for me. Because history would do, we came in together. I'm looking at, I'm looking for the best in you. Mm-hmm. So I told my coach, bring him back. We need him. He's like, go tell him. I went to him, looked him dead in his face. Yo, you are back, man, but I need you to, like, clear up your act, man. Like, you know, I need you. We need you as a team. You mean you make us better? Like, yo, like, come on. I got you, little bro. He's older than me. Look up. Yeah, he acted okay for a little while. Then all of a sudden, we know what happened? That same BS eventually snuck his way back up to the surface, just like Antonio Brown. And after I saw it, because unfortunately, that was in my last year. But I always said, had my career gone the way it was supposed to go, and I would have had another year left because I got redshirted, I would have went to my coach at the very end of the season. Get rid of his ass. He's got to go. That's exactly how I feel about Antonio Brown. He's got to go. If he needs so much help, let him go get help. But you know what the problem is going to be? There are too many enablers out there. Now that he's come out with this story, yeah, the Bucks lied. No, I was injured. It was this and this. 
somebody's going to look for that little silver lining to make an excuse. Well, it wasn't completely his fault. No, the Bucks had some <clears throat> excuse me, accountability in all this. Let's give him a shot. Mm-hmm. Know why? Because they just want his talent. That's all it is. Yeah. Let him not be as talented. And, let him lose that talent. And let's see what happens to him then. Oh, he's cut. What's it? He deserves to sit his sit his ass down and just go on about our business. I'm, if I don't ever see Antonio Brown another day in football, I would not care. You want to talk about a waste. And God knows I've met more than enough cats in my life. Even beyond this, the world of professionals, one of our cats I came up playing with, I played with guys who had phenomenal talent and wasted it for whatever reason. That was sometimes sitting there and look like, wow. Like, dude, do you know what you could do if you just commit yourself? This fool has Hall of Fame talent, and this goes to show you his commitment to the game. Yeah. He's committed to himself. He's committed to the lifestyle, and that's all he cares about. Kick his ass to the curb and move on. Get See, Antonio Brown. I'll tell you the moment I was done with Antonio Brown, and this was about uh, maybe like a month and a half ago when he got suspended those three games for uh, having a counterfeit Vax card. He should have been cut right then and there. What else do you need to see? Like, That's, it's like, what, what else you need to see? Exactly. I'm what, like, why was he even on your team at this point it, when he should have been goes, cut right then and there? It goes back to the enabling because he's still a talent because he still brings something that they needed. Mm-hmm. If he couldn't still catch the ball the way he does at a unique level, I guarantee you they would cut him. That's it. But like I said, even if Tom Brady meant what he said, and I'm sure he did, I was like, dude, you're an enabler. I said, where's the real leadership? And what one time is just like, you know what? As a real leader, as much as <laughs> it's what I learned from, but I don't care how talented you are, if you're going to be that toxic to our team, to our goal of repeating as champions. You clearly just don't give a damn. Go, get out. We'll figure it out. Because you're just not worth the headache. Yeah. You're not worth the headache. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, who was it? Uh, who was on a Bucks sideline that was trying to talk to him? Dixon? No, it wasn't Dixon. I forget. It was one of the receivers, and he couldn't get yeah, through. It was one of the receivers yeah. trying to talk to him. And the middle said, you're stripping down. Was, oh, boy, I'm going to turn my back to you like, man, whatever. You're a grown man. Sitting there acting like that. I mean, if this, I really believe this. if this was an old school locker room and they would have gotten back in the locker room as a team, oh, somebody would have beat his, somebody would have beat him down. A, a fight would have broke out. Yeah, if that had happened at halftime with the defense on the sideline as well, because there were a few people on that defense that wouldn't have let that slide. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, they were in like, the game. <laughs> one of the biggest things that I've learned, and it took me a while to finally find my voice to like start speaking up on a team. I said, because at, at, at some time or another, it's not about being liked. What is the point? Well, let's say for me, when I'm on a team and I'm playing, I'm, I want to win. You don't have to want to win as, as, as bad as I do because not a lot of people want to win as bad as me. But I need to know that you at least want it and you don't give me everything you got. If you're not with it, <laughs> then, bro, if, if I find you get in the way, you and I are going to have a problem. We don't know exactly where, where each other are coming from. Well, he don't like you, Tree. I don't care. The feeling's mutual. Feeling's mutual. 
I don't like him either. I have teammates I don't like. But the only reason we got along is that when it was time to play, we both showed up. You could watch us play and think we were the best friends in the world. That game was over, we went our separate ways. All I need to know is that you show up, let's play. When this game is over, hey, do you. You stay out of my way, I stay out of your way. All I need to know is that when the, when the ball's up, when the ball's kicked off, you're going to show up and do your thing. Because that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Antonio Brown, he's a bum. <laughs> what's that? Listen, listen, for him to say what he said about Tom Lee, this man brought you in his house. In his house. You live there. Got you two jobs. One with, one with the Patriots, one with the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, listen, all the football stuff aside, I mean, but you want to question somebody's, somebody's loyalty to you? man brought you in his house he didn't even know you from adam and you live with this cat you are questioning about his commitment to you what kind of front man look tom brady better than me but i say hey i'm quick to cut somebody off it don't take me much <laughs> somebody no seriously because i mean you you know you you, well, you already know the one story yeah had plenty of history with this cat and for some reason or another, hey got different I tried, but no, I ain't begging nothing. Hey, I'm done. Click. If I'm Tom Brady, be done with that dude. Why would you want any anybody like Antonio? Because you can't trust Antonio Brown. If this does anything for anybody who associates with Antonio Brown, outside of his own family, I'm sure. But outside of a bloodline, if I met Antonio Brown in person, I couldn't believe a word he said out of his mouth. Outside of the fact his name is Antonio Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I couldn't. Did you hear uh, that he snuck an uh, Instagram model into the team hotel uh, prior to that game? I'm not, it wouldn't surprise me. And um, this particular model, um, she got famous um, for licking toilet seats in order to catch COVID. And then after uh, she got caught and had to end up, I think possibly Tom Brady may have like caught them in the hotel and she got out. She posted a pic on Instagram of her testing positive for COVID and said, Buccaneers, test your team. Whatever, man. Why I know, so we don't know if that was real or if that was her just but, going for, said, for clicks, well, but. But it just goes like I said again, what else do you need? Yeah. I don't care how good that dude is. He's a toxic. He's, He's a toxic. not worth the headache. Not at all. At all. But I said, show me what happens to this dude. When, like I said, basically all the doors are shut and now all of a sudden that lifestyle ain't the same. I mean, I hope he's taking care of his money. I mean, the way things will look, I mean, I don't... <laughs> he doesn't strike me. Somebody has a lot of investments. No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I mean, on, on top of that fact, I mean, how many people try to get money from him anyway? Even Tom Brady's chef even saying, like, yo, this dude owes me like 100 Gs? Yeah. And he's even arguing that. Well, you never gave me anything. That's it, man. You know how done I'd be with him. Like literally, you know how done I be. That's like if, so, if I connected somebody with you, you gave them a service, and you sat there and say, "Look, I'm trying to get paid," and also they look at me like, "Yo, your boy played paid me. You played me. He never gave me." I'm like, "Yo, I've known this man for over 30 years, almost 30 years. I, I know he wouldn't do that to you. Don't sit up here and tell me he played you." Exactly. Antonio Brown, just sit your ass. 
<laughs> All right, so let's jump into our our last topic, and that involves the Washington Wizards commentator, um, Glenn Conser, and the statement that he had regarding Kevin Porter Jr. Um, in case you guys missed it, Kevin Porter Jr. hit a big, big shot against the Wizards, and um, Glenn pretty much had a comment saying he pulled the trigger right on time like his father. Um, and in case you don't know, Kevin Porter Jr.'s father was at one point arrested for manslaughter and then ended up um, dying in a bar fight. Um, all of this while Kevin Porter was maybe like four or five years old. I forget the exact age. Um, completely out of line. There was no suspension, no firing. What were your thoughts on this, Tree? Same old BS. Here we have yet another white announcer speaking up both sides of his mouth, saying some foul, some foul stuff, and not being held accountable for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, when is enough going to be enough? It wasn't that long ago we were speaking on one of our earlier episodes about old boy in baseball. baseball yep. He's speaking in an Asian dialect, right? And yep. what he was supposed to go to sensitivity training, right? And what happened, all he had to do, all he did was apologize, but he went to sensitivity training, you know, and that made everything okay. Right? No, it doesn't. But that's all that happened to him. But now we have this man here calling a basketball game of all the references he could have used after Porter hit that shot. And you mentioned it before we even came on and started broadcasting. You blatantly had to look that information up in order to say, so you basically had that one in the chamber. Yeah. You were just waiting for the opportune time to say it. Because you thought it was funny. Yeah. <clears throat> Who the world funny funny? I'm sure the victim or whoever his dad killed didn't find it funny. I'm sure Kevin Porter himself and his family didn't find it funny. Nope. But what, but what happened? Oh, he jumps on Twitter. Let me apologize to Kevin Porter Jr. and his family. I didn't, you know, let me look that stuff up. Hold on. You can go ahead and talk a little bit. Let me find it. Let me find it. Yeah, so like one find of the it. things that when you are like, a, when you are calling a game and you know this tree, you do research on the players who are playing. That way, you know, if there's like a lull in the action, shooting free throws, you have a little anecdote about each player that you could talk about, you know, this guy, it won't, you know, was Mr. Basketball in his state. He had to have done the research on Kevin Porter Jr. And that's one of the things that he found. Here, I got his tweet right here. Please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to Kevin Porter Jr., his family, and the Rockets organization for the comments I made during last night's game. I mistakenly thought that Kevin was the son of former Washington player Kevin Porter and was unaware that the words I chose to describe his game-winning shot would be in any way hurtful or insensitive. I have reached out to Kevin to personally apologize and hope to be able to talk with him soon. If I'm Kevin Porter, I don't even want to hear from your ass. Nope. That's BS. It is. Because I, as much as I, I'm working on getting this industry myself, and the one thing I've been taught, shout out to John, uh, to my man John, former anchor on ESPN. The one thing that I've been taught even before John when I was going through broadcasting school, you know, you basically want to have your ducks in the row. You basically get all your information even before you get to the table. Yep. You thought he was the Kevin Porter that played in the Washington. Why didn't you? What are you thinking about? 
What made you think this was Kevin Porter watch? You know how many Kevin Porters are probably out here? Great. And you just sit there saying, well, well, we have a Kevin Porter that played on Washington. That's BS. That's just called trying to save your ass. I don't believe that because you specifically talking about this kid shooting and how coincidental his father shot and killed someone. And I'm supposed to see anything you thought of you talking about Kevin Porter who played for Washington. Hey, don't, don't spit on my head and tell me it's ring. Don't sit here and tell me you got some magic beans for me. I ain't buying none of that. Right. That's so much bull. And I said, this is the BS I'm talking about that people get away with. The complexion for the protection. This white broadcaster gets to talk out both sides of his mouth, throw some garbage, you know, apology on Twitter, and then say it's supposed to be okay. I said, I'm still waiting to hear from Washington NBC. I said on my Twitter line, silence is still saying something. 100%. Even when you stay silent, you're saying something. Yes, you are. We know where you stand. You know exactly where you stand. And just like we talk about Tony O'Brown, where's the accountability? You want to sit here and wait till all this blows over. Hopefully something else will happen to try to take the attention off of it. I don't even know. <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't even know if they play each other again. Well, I'm sure he's hoping they don't ever play them again. Right. Because if they play each other again, this is going to come back up. And part of them is actually wish they do play again. To me, Kevin, if I'm Kevin Porter Jr., oh, yeah, I, I need to see you. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, got, I got to see you, Glenn. Because there's no way I'm buying this beer. This apology will only hold weight had his father not done what he done. Yeah. I said, who are you trying to fool? It didn't take us that long to find out what his father did. Oh, we just looked it up. Simple Google search. A simple Google search. <laughs> right there. And this man who gets paid to do this stuff couldn't do that. He just thought it was Kevin Porter of Washington. When did Kevin Porter of Washington even play? I looked it up not too long ago. I just know that he is 71 right now. His career was from 83 to 87. So that was over 30-something years ago. So you can quickly just come up with Kevin Porter, who played for Washington. No disrespect to Mr. Porter. I mean, he made the NBA. I never got there. But let's be real. I'm, Kevin Porter was no Hall of Famer. I mean, and you call <laughs> you you really must be a diehard Washington fan just to think of Kevin Porter of 30-some years ago. And if you knew Kevin Porter played for the Washington Wizards 30-some years ago, you're telling me you didn't know that he probably had a son? No, that was his coach. He played 10 years in the NBA. But I'm saying, you can recall there's a Kevin Porter played on Washington, mm -hmm. but you can't, you, I mean, you wouldn't know anything else about him. You just know there was a Kevin Porter played on Washington. Right. It's the complexion for protection. And like, and like I said, when the la with the last thing that happened with uh, my man from baseball, oh, God, his, his name escapes me, that won MVP. Yeah. Um, I do forget his name. You got oh, it. Well. I just don't want to uh, pronounce it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know I would butcher it. I haven't heard it spoken, I don't believe. I've just read about him. Shohi Atani, thank you. Yeah, Atani. Just like with Shohi Atani, I said it then. I was like, it's going to happen again. And I guarantee you it's going to happen again. I, pr I promise you this happens more 
than we ever see. It's just about how many times it gets caught. Yep, exactly. And this is happening to get shared by the right person. He, and that's the only reason he's apologizing. He got caught. I thought it was Kevin Porter who played for Washington over 30-something years ago. Well, how yeah. coincidental this Kevin Porter Jr.'s father happened to shoot somebody. What are you fooling? And the network you work for won't even lift a finger for you. No, not at all. Won't even lift a finger. They're just, just waiting it out, waiting out, and now watch. If somebody complains enough, they'll suspend him. Yeah, because LeBron has uh, started complaining. So he'll get something. But see, but see, but the, see how sad it is? It, 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 it takes take even all that. It, it takes the, the face of the league in order to kind of get some momentum going behind it. It's like the murder of a black man. If we don't murdered on, on, a, on a cell phone camera, if he's not caught on a cell phone, it's like nothing, it's like it never happened. Yeah. And get out of here. Great console. Ooh. So it, it, it just it's, it's infuriating. And no, somebody, they don't, they I'm don't not saying it's all white broadcasters. Let's get that clear and, and straight. Mm-hmm. Where are those who's, I'm sorry, they just get away with this nonsense and they don't get held accountable for it. They're going to keep their jobs. <clears throat> I sat here and told you. And I mean this <laughs> with a straight face. If I called a WNBA game and I sat there and said, she hit a three that was so open like her mother, mother's legs, I guarantee you I'd be fired before the game was over. Yeah. No, no matter, no amount of apology would matter. They would have me fired on the spot. I forget. I don't remember what was said, but the one guy um, on the Reds who had something during the game and they pulled that man during an at bat. That's what you do. Exactly. Like you get him about it. You talking about Marty Brenneman? Yeah. I forget what he said. But during the game, they pulled that man. Exactly. And, and Marty had been doing it for years. Yeah. Marty was a staple. But that's how you do it. Yep. That's how it should be done. You need to be held accountable. But like I said, I mean, he, he, I feel even if it's necessary, if Adam Silva needs to step in, he should. Yeah. There's got to be something. Because if nothing happens to this dude, man, man, look, better hope I don't beat him. Yeah, I, I'll call him out. But you got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up, sir? No, nah, man. Other than the fact, that I'm glad to be back. I mean, you know, today was more of a <laughs> it's an intense way to get off to 2022. But I'm glad to be back, man. Listen, we're gonna make 22 do what it do. You know, with more great podcasts, you know, more great topics, and just giving you our thoughts. You know, we're gonna make it happen as always. No, we enjoy doing this, and it's always a pleasure. We hope that the folks who are listening there are enjoying it just as much. Yes, and before we give our socials, I do want to mention that the number one team in the Eastern Conference is the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> talk your talk. That's all. I just want to mention that when the year, when the calendar switched over, the number one team in the NBA was the Chicago Bulls. And that my man DeMar DeRozan did what nobody has done in the NBA and hit back-to-back game winners from the three-point line. Talk, talk your talk, man. Like I said, you know, a, a, a small part of me is happy for you, man. Like I said, again, you, you have suffered. You have waited. Um, well, you've waited almost 30 to 24 years. 
23, 24 years you have waited. It's been a long time. Put our put our ones up. Put our ones up. So I said, so I mean, again, and, and like I said, I mean, right now you're, you're exceeding my expectations. It's funny to me how many people really sold Chicago short. Homie, I told you they were like, they will be lucky to be in the play-in game. I'm yeah, like, I, I, even though, I mean, because we discussed it, like I said, in the earlier episodes, like when we were talking about the coming in of the NBA. And I told you, I mean, this when y'all signed Demar and, and Vucevic, and like I said, y'all brought in Lonzo. I had my doubts, but I mean, but he, he's fitting great with them. I mean, you guys look real, like I told you, I was like, make the centers. <laughs> the way y'all looking right now, I may have to raise the bar a little bit. Like, sure, y'all, y'all better make the, the conference finals. But, but, but if anything, if anything right now, what this is showing me is just even reaffirming more of what I told you about the window. Right now, what y'all got with DeMar DeRozan? I said, DeMar looks great. I mean, DeMar is an MVP candidate. I said, I mean, DeMar, how old is DeMar? 30? 32. He's 32? Yep. I said, I mean, y'all keep this together, man. I, said, I still I still feel like your window. I mean, because I mean, because the, the East is tough as it's been in a while. Even though, it's starting to, even though it's starting to kind of shake out a little bit more. I mean, we're right now, it's pretty much Chicago, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Ugh, my man, Jimmy Butler, rolled that ankle. Oh, that hurt. That broke my heart. But hopefully if he comes back healthy. I said the, the top is pretty much solidified. Yeah, the top four. I, 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 I feel I feel y'all window, man. Like I said it, it for y'all to make it happen. If y'all don't make it happen, these three four, you know. And I said I know Kyrie came back and whatever else like that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, this this three y'all got a three four year window, man. Yeah, if y'all gonna try to make it happen, but like the way y'all looking, yeah, I'm, I'm about to say, man, y'all better at least make the conference finals. This don't be an early exit. That's all I'm gonna say. Because if, if the Bulls lose in the first round after this break of the season they had, oh, it's a bust. We oh, need, I, I'm gonna be ready. We need one. We need one more player, and I'm looking forward to the buyout market right after the trade deadline. We need a big, like just a, another big, to help shore up the back the back end defense. Well, they just uh, the Bucks just released them. I feel bad. I mean, Demarcus cousin got released again. Oh, oh he's going. To, uh, Denver's picking him up. Oh, I, mean, I saw that right before we started. I always wish the Lakers picked him up, but uh, your Lakers ain't picking him up. Your Lakers, they I don't know what's matter with your squad. I mean, right? I mean, I don't even talk about. It. I'm just happy that they're above 500. Let's just keep let's just keep it at that. Let's just keep it at that. But I mean, but your Bulls, right? Said so your window is three, four years. Your window's three, four years, and the way y'all looking right now, I said, yep. I said definitely better make the semis, but I mean, I, I might have to take it. So y'all better make the conference finals. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put y'all on the final status, but y'all y'all making so much noise. And like I said again, I, I'll put it to you this way. There's a small part of me that's saying that if the Bulls made the finals, it won't it won't surprise me that much. Yeah, hey. Ain't LeBron a free agent after this year? Is it does his contract expire? I'm yeah. just saying we we in the market for uh a power forward who can kind of help move the ball, man. I need I need LeBron to stay in LA, help Russ, because Russ will get one. Hey. I mean, Russ could have came to Chicago and got his one, but you know what? He wanted to go home, and now he's going to have to live with them consequences when LeBron comes to the Midwest. Come on back to the Midwest, LeBron. You know, oh, you're right. Don't forget, Russ, Russ got the play option himself. Yeah, he do, but he ain't turning down $47 million. He'd be a fool to turn down $47 million. I don't care if I played for the Sacramento Kings. I'm not turning down $47 million. Like, no. Like, he's on the Lakers next year because he's making $47 million. 
needs he needs the ring for the resume, man. He needs the ring for the resume. Hashtag free LeBron. <laughs> All right, go ahead, drop your socials, man. Yes, man. As always, it's at the MCG O D as in David. I V as in Victor A at the Mega Diva. I am at, at J Sug, J A Y S U G G on the Twitters as well. And like always, until the next time, we out. Later.